0: Everybody, welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we're really excited today. We are here with a bonus episode of the podcast. We are talking about the latest rom-coms on the E! <laughs> channel. <laughs> and it's going to be a lot of fun. These are a little bit more spicy. So if you don't like any of that talk, probably not the episode to listen to. But we've got tons of content, tons of things to <laughs> listen to. So if it's not your cup of tea, uh and I am Tom Cutter Rachel Wagner and Me Too is here. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes. So you are the host of the uh, co-host of the pilot podcast. And uh I thought it would be fun before we dive into these three movies. If you shared maybe a hot tip, uh something you've been watching, uh that uh that you've been covering, you cover the pilots of new uh shows. And uh, so why don't you tell us maybe something that you watched that you thought was pretty good.
1: For sure. At the Pilot Podcast, we watch all the streaming and broadcast pilot episodes to save you some time and tell you what we're into and hopefully that helps you narrow some things down for yourself. And a couple that have really stuck out to us is in the procedural world, Will Trent is a standout. And then in the animated world, if you're into that or even if you're not, moon girl and devil dinosaur on disney plus is so lovely and maybe one of my favorite shows i've started this year
0: that's really cool because i got contacted and sent the screeners for that but i haven't had a chance to watch it so that's good to know that you enjoyed it yeah it's really really good i still haven't finished it because i've just been so busy but of course i love the uh, final i mean not the final the third season of uh the all creatures great and small uh this is on pbs it's so good. Uh, and uh, it's it's in their masterpiece, you know, masterpiece theater that they do. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really good about a uh, veterinarian in like the Yorkshire, England in like 1910, 1910s. And uh, it's so charming. So well done. So well acted. Great story. And uh, so I highly recommend that. It's my favorite thing that I've seen uh, as far as television this last year. So, nice. anyway, uh, so we are talking about these three movies from E, and I was I was really intrigued by these three movies because it I thought it was a fun opportunity to see another voice kind of take on the movie of the week, the, the TV movie formula, and maybe give us a little bit more spice uh, and just a sort of a new take on what you know we get from Hallmark, from Lifetime, from the other other uh, brands. And uh, so what did you think going into it? Were you excited about these
1: three movies? I was certainly excited. I love the idea of a spicy take on these stories. And I think that there is just greater and greater recognition of the popularity of romance as a genre. And so a lot of these movies, of course, follow the classic Mm -hmm. tropes of accidentally marrying someone of trying to find a partner and then falling in love with someone else and of course the like broad royal genre of it all and so mm-hmm. i thought it was cool to just see a rom-com book come to life
0: overall how did you feel about these three episodes you think it was a good uh, effort from e in this in this uh, genre
1: yes i think that it was a lovely effort it makes me excited to see more movies from them, especially in this world of romantic movies, rom-coms, and I think our notes are pretty aligned. I had an opportunity to peek at yours, and I think one lags a bit behind the rest, but otherwise, uh, they're really solid.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed two out of three one wasn't my cup of tea uh but uh but yeah i would say it's a good start keep going Uh, and it's just nice to have another player in this field and doing something a little bit different than you see from hallmark yeah yeah you you sometimes see the more racy stuff from lifetime but they usually don't make rom-coms during the year they make their thrillers and uh, biopics and things like that uh but it's not till the christmas season that they do the rom-coms uh, and then sometimes from Netflix, you'll get like a little bit more of a a racy, uh, racy rom but uh, it's pretty <laughs> rare. So it was fun to see this kind of template and this formula put through with like a little bit more spice. So I enjoyed that. I also really liked the fact that all three movies had, I think, pretty approachable leads. Uh, they, yeah. they were all, I'm not going to say normal looking cause that's rude, but, um, uh, they were people I could relate to. They weren't cast with supermodels. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, I think it's fair to say that they did a really great job casting people that feel like the folks watching these movies. Yes, that's that's a good way to
0: say it. <laughs> yeah, I liked that. Uh, so <laughs> let's let's dive in. Let's talk about the first one. It's called Why Can't My Life Be a Rom-Com? Ours M. Hain, Markian Tarasic, and Wern Lee. And with Cecilia Deacon and Aaron Buchholz in the roles. And I thought that they did a good job with, again, the casting of Em playing Eliza. I thought she was a real girl next store charm to her.
1: I think so, too. I think that she was very funny and very charming. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very easy in a movie when a lead centers their personality around something for that to be annoying. Mm -hmm. Like, she pretty much centers her personality around this love of rom-coms and desire to exist in one the movie is literally called why can't my life be a (laughs) rom-com and you would think that that would lead to sort of being like annoyed with the lead and i was maybe annoyed with some of the choices she made at some people's Mm -hmm. expenses but the character herself was really lovely and i couldn't help but root for her
0: yeah yeah. The plot is Eliza Sloan seems to be living the life of her dreams until her boyfriend breaks her heart and she doesn't get a promotion in the Hamptons. She decides to start from scratch. And one thing is I felt, so they have this, this guidebook from like the 1960s, I think it is. And yes. I think they could have used that more. Like there could have been more old fashioned advice that they try. Uh, and it could have been funny you know like I remember seeing um uh in an old newspaper clip on how to get a man from like the 1950s and one of the things was to get lost in a football game and then they had a <laughs> and at first, first I was thinking like where how do you get lost there's like the field and the seats but I guess they were yeah. meaning like not understand the rules of the game and like
1: ask, <laughs> ask a guy like What's going on? You know, whatever. I um, truly pictured you walking up and down the stands of a football game, being like, "Have you seen my mother?" Please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the yeah,
0: another one that that was funny is they said get a job at a, like a fish and tackle store. like, oh Whoa, God, that's like going deep undercover. I feel like.
1: But also, what about like smelling like fish and tackle? <laughs> yeah. is that not a concern? <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess it is mainly guys who go fishing, but I don't know. I feel like that's, that's, that is
1: really committed to finding a guy. I don't know. (laughs) I I've been out of the game for a few years, (laughs) but I can can confidently say I do not advise (laughs) a fish and
0: jackal approach. I mean, I feel like it would be hard to get your like flirt on when you're like giving people worms and stuff. Like, that just doesn't seem that
1: sexy to me. No. (laughs) Maybe it helps in the sense that I would need to be rescued, like, in every sense mentally, (laughs) physically, emotionally. Someone would have to rip me away from there and take me to a better life. You find some guy who's there to like get along.
0: somebody who's clearly as comfortable, uncomfortable as you are, then maybe I'd have like a funny chance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but then like, does that mean you are now bagging someone who will take you fishing <laughs> yeah, and right. all love to the fishing the community? But Yeah. I assume this advice is for those of us who do not fish. So now do we have to do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of thing I think they could have had more fun with. There
0: really wasn't that much of, of like the old fashioned advice. Like I remember one of my, uh, one of my old, uh, teachers at church, uh, would say to me that you got to go and study in the law library. That's how you're going to meet a man. Oh. look, <laughs> the, cause there's a law school at my, in my college. And, uh, I'm not going to lie and say I didn't try it. It was unsuccessful. <laughs> no. I, I I just think stuff like that, they could have had more fun with it. There really wasn't that much advice from the book.
1: I read in an old diet book uh, that they mentioned on this podcast called Maintenance Phase that talks about like the silliness of the wellness industry. Uh-huh. And one of these diet books, the diet was like, to be a trim young woman... It was like vodka for breakfast, vodka and a boiled egg for lunch, vodka and a boiled piece of fish for dinner. And I just was like, how wasted were the thin women of the 1960s? Like, yeah. My That's goodness. Really <laughs> so you get like sloshed every day? Yes. Every day you might get, you know, a little boiled egg, a little half cup of vegetables, but the core of every good food pyramid is a nice cup of vodka. <laughs> that is really funny. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that that would have been fun to see in this. Not not necessarily Eliza and Sophia just getting wasted all day in, <laughs> in pursuit of a diet. But I agree. Uh-huh. There's such fun stuff to play with there. Yeah.
0: Like, it would have been fun. I mean, I guess they, they had like... I feel like the only real one they tried was the the pretending to drown.
1: Yes. And when Eliza went to dinner or lunch with Rich's family and Mm -hmm. it was something like you have to be interested but not interesting Mm -hmm. and she attempted for a little bit just fawning over him and speaking to zero of her own interests or pursuits. Mm. Yeah.
0: Now, one thing I wonder about is Do we feel like she was unfair to Rich? Did she string him along? Did she use him? Because there's oddly more, I would say there's more intimate scenes in this movie between Eliza and Rich than there are between Eliza and Doug, which is kind of weird.
1: I thought that was surprising, but it kind of made sense to me in that Eliza and Doug had fantastic chemistry. And it felt to me for the first bit of the movie that Rich did not have a chance. I didn't Mm -hmm. feel a triangle there, if you will. Mm -hmm. But once they had a couple (laughs) love scenes, I was like, okay, I guess there's something building here. Maybe she's conflicted a bit. And it felt like less of a, such a clear win for Doug all the way through. I go back and forth on Rich in the sense that I think she did use him, whether intentionally or not, and she forced me to feel sorry for a rich guy, which I don't tend to like to do. (laughs) And (laughs) I would also say that she had been done so dirty that in past relationships that Mm -hmm. it clearly colored her approach. She clearly was like, I just need a nice, safe, stable guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and
0: she's really trying to follow the advice of this friend and uh, get married by the end of the summer to somebody rich that because she's like she's in a cynical spot so it, it kind of it kind of makes sense um and he is very he's also that i feel like there's a lot of moments where he should be like um what's going on here you know like a little doesn't really make sense that he would propose at the end <laughs> you feel bad for him but then again also like he's a grown man he should be picking up on some of these signals
1: Yeah. And he should make better decisions than proposing to someone within such a short period of time and not that much time together. Yeah. I do feel like it's
0: a take on, if you've ever seen How to Marry a Millionaire from the 1960s, it's got Lauren, Lauren Bacall, Marilyn Monroe, and I can't think of the other woman's name. It's three friends and they rent this apartment in this fancy part of town. And they don't even have any furniture. They have like no money. They're just there to like be seen and and to get into the right circles. And their goal is to marry each one, marry a millionaire. And uh, through the course of the, of the movie, they, uh, they meet different people. And of course, a lot of them are they or are they not millionaires? I won't spoil it for you, but, um, it's fun. It's a fun movie from that era, fun little rom-com. And so this adds some of that energy, I think, of, of that movie.
1: Ho, ho, ho!
0: We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon.
2: Do you love Hallmarkies Podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy
0: the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes?
2: If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round.
0: But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family.
2: Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year.
0: We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films.
2: As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season,
0: spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it.
2: Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies to learn more.
0: That's patreon.com slash homeworkies.
2: Add that to my watch list this weekend. Mm-hmm. My partner and I always
1: joke that I need to find a rich husband. <laughs> <laughs> We're always like, we just need a rich man to come and save us. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, you'll like it. It's it's a funny movie. It's a funny movie. Uh, so there's this whole long sequence where she gets the stress from this fancy boutique uh twenty five hundred dollars and she the whole plan is she's gonna return it the next day and it ends up getting thrown in the trash and so she's looking for her dress and trash and she's all upset because she's not gonna be able to return it because it's been in the trash uh, and i the
1: don't tag. know what,
0: yeah the tag and oh yeah that's right that's what it is that's not the dresses sorry this is the one i saw the the least that's the first so it's a little i just saw a couple of weeks ago yeah the tag on the dress
1: that's right that's right
0: so there's this the whole long scene where the she's looking for the tag for her dress she gets out of the dress she can't return it without the tag uh and and yeah i i guess what do you think about this? I mean, I could never spend $2,500 on dress. No judgment all you listeners if you do, but, uh, (laughs) but that's just not for me. But, uh, what, what, uh, what do you think about that whole scene? Do you think that was funny?
1: I thought it was cute. She was clearly being influenced by her friend Mm -hmm. who, was just captain of bad decisions throughout the whole film. Yes. Though got to land in a nice soft spot, had a great outcome, but I think she was under some really poor guidance. Mm -hmm. And what I will say is the way that the tag gets ripped off is a woman who becomes relevant later in the movie, as we learn, and we'll go through and recap, of course, rips the tag off the back of her dress and mm-hmm. goes oh you left your tag on and I feel so strongly about not touching other people mm-hmm. people do weird stuff like that all the time especially pre-pandemic I feel like people would always feel comfortable like tucking the tag back into the back of my yeah. shirt that was sticking out one time I was registering for a conference I don't know why this triggered this memory <laughs> I was like in line ready to get my little badge for a conference and this woman sitting at the front desk reaches her finger out toward my face. And you know, when you sort of like exit your body, I was like, what is she doing to me? And she started rubbing my nose, the side of my nose. And she was like, oh, you, she goes, you had a little sunscreen. You hadn't rubbed it all the way. And I was just so shocked. She rubbed it into my skin. And so maybe it was not that extreme, but I just don't think you touch people. Yeah. You don't touch people. You don't pull on their clothes. Mm-hmm. So I felt in the tag thing. Yes. She should not have purchased that $2,500 yeah. dress, but I mean, this is no just... one should have ripped off the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or
0: certainly should have just given it to her. Yes. Uh, if you're going to do something like that. Uh, yes. I mean, I've mean I had like, like friends, people who know me well be like, Oh look, there's the tag and tuck it in. That's fine. But yeah. A total stranger. Probably not a good, good move. Uh, But but yeah i mean i guess this is my perspective because i'm like super cheap when it comes to clothes but um i just went to the hollywood critics association uh awards film awards in uh in february and i got my dress from bloom chic which is a great site not sponsored but i just they're really good and yes. i got my dress for the event for 37.40 dollars 40 cents.
1: Ooh. Ooh, not bad Plus shipping,
0: but I, I was very excited <laughs> under $40 to get a, and everyone seemed to like it and it seemed to go over well. So I think it fit. I didn't feel out of place for a red carpet event
1: for 40 bucks. Yes.
0: <laughs> nice. So that's, that's the perspective I'm coming from. So to spend $2,500 on a dress that wasn't even that cute. I didn't even love it was it uh, was just a lot. But those, I mean, those high-end designers, I know when we covered Sex in the City, uh, we would look into some of them and like to get like a, a shirt from Prada can cost thousands
1: of do- dollars just for a shirt. Uh, it's, yeah. The sticker shock is 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 strong. It's high. One person who I think needed to rent the runway a little bit better was Rich. There's mm-hmm. especially one scene where he tries to pick her up for a date and he's wearing just, like, a thin sweater around his shirt. And I just mm-hmm. remember thinking, like, I need Rich to be richer. Mm. I need him to project richer a bit more. I can see that. I can see that. I mean, I love Marky,
0: and I think he's really charming. Yes. And, and I did actually prefer this over his Hallmark movie in February, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but, yeah, I think that he could have... And, and, like, and if his hair is supposed to be that, like, special... I think it needed to yeah. be bigger and more of a statement. He's like because whenever anybody would touch his hair be like oh with well, the hair there hair, there hair.
1: I agree they should have leaned in a bit. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But uh uh let's see what else. Um the big advice is you should have very few opinions, sit there and act like a mute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Not going to go well for me. <laughs> That's the advice. <laughs> um, and then she also says it's more important to be interested than interesting yes so obviously it's ridiculous um and uh and so yeah let's talk about the friend we have her friend sophia and she is like a model but she is frustrated and jaded and she's just her desire she's just gonna get a man but there's cute uh ryan in the uh diner, and they had some pretty, pretty steamy scenes between the
1: two of them. they I thought I had actually had pretty good chemistry, even though she was pretty stupid. <laughs> she was pretty mean to him, but they had some electric mm-hmm. chemistry. There was especially one wild scene where Eliza walks in on them. And yes. I thought Eliza would, let's say, immediately leave but instead she continues to take things out of the refrigerator in the back of the restaurant. I was like, (laughs) okay, I guess we're all so chill right now (laughs) in every sense. Yes. Uh,
0: Yeah. I thought the same thing. Like what is she doing? Uh, (laughs) And then we, and it turns out he knew all along what she was and who she was. He he had seen uh, a photo of her in a JCPenney ad years ago. And so he knew that she was a model from the very beginning. Not surprising, as you said.
1: The only twist that surprised me was Ryan. Not the fact that he knew she was a model, Mm -hmm. but him carrying that JCPenney catalog in his pocket. In my notes, I have in order, Ryan has the patience of Job. (laughs) Sophia is way too mean. And, And then I wrote, Hmm. creepy twist with ryan <laughs> just carrying that with him was a lot for me to process yeah. <laughs> True. yes um
0: and so we do get a very steamy scene between uh doug and eliza uh, when they are um uh in the house uh from the storm there's a big storm they go into this beach house and uh, they're cuddling by the fire and yeah things get hot <laughs> yeah they have really really good chemistry yeah they did they did uh but i would say i mean for for network i mean it's not a network it's a cable for a cable movie
1: it was pretty steamy i think so this was definitely the steamiest of the three oh, as no you question. said yeah yeah but i thought it all added to the plot I know Mm -hmm. that there's like lots of debate online all the time about like whether we need steamy scenes like this or not. And in this case, I thought it all added to the plot in a lovely way. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, because it becomes more and more less believable that she would be interested in Rich and that she keeps going down this path because she's just had this incredible scene with Doug. And so you're just kind of like, it does sort of draw you in because you're like,
1: what is she doing? Why is she behaving this way? What's going through her mind?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, So at the end, she turns Rich down. He proposes, she turns him down and then she ends up with Doug and she basically tells off the the manager of the uh, hotel. She thinks this is a jerk. And then she goes to talk to Doug and he's like, "Oh, surprise! That's my dad," <laughs> which was was very clear from the very beginning.
1: That was I'm not so a sorry. surprise. My, my doorbell's ringing. Okay. So we we ordered groceries. Please excuse me. It's no problem. Done, I think. Okay. The twist being that Doug's dad owns the hotel or runs the hotel, I saw coming. Yeah. With, as soon as we saw Doug. But what was wild to me about Eliza telling him off is (laughs) he walks into the kitchen. He sees his cook making out with a total stranger. He sees people just milling about, standing around these two people making out. And then he sees the event planner who, (laughs) and then he offers her a gig and she starts screaming at him. My final note for this movie was prayers for David because I just, I would have been so overwhelmed. Like the idea of walking into a kitchen alone and seeing the person who is to handle the food of my guests at this fancy hotel, making out with someone just right off the street, not a, not a hand washing station in sight. I just would have been so overwhelmed. And then someone screaming at me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, what exactly did... I mean she's I
0: guess she thinks she's defending Doug.
1: Yes. I get why she yelled at him, I think, because he said, Hey, busboy, which mm-hmm. is a rude thing to say. But I think if I were David taking it all in, I I would have it would have been very overwhelming. Yeah. I would have needed a nap. <laughs> I think so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, but overall, I think this one is is pretty fun i enjoyed this one i would give it mm, out of five crowns i would give it a three and a half i think
1: i'll go a step further i'll give it a four
0: okay yeah yeah and uh, so it was a, it was a promising start
1: to the weekend so we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast who doesn't love a second chance? New this March from best-selling author Melody Carlson is second time around. A sweet story that Publisher Weekly calls perfect for fans of clean romance. When empty nester Mallory Farrell inherits a rundown tourist shop, she never expects to rediscover her love for the funky coastal Oregon town or her now widowed teenage crush. With his help, she may just be able to renovate the shabby shop and her lackluster love life. Buy second time around today at bakerbookhouse.com to get 30% off and free U.S. shipping. That's bakerbookhouse.com. He had royal rendezvous.
0: And this one, a chef from East L.A. received an invitation to a manor in Ireland to cook for a royal banquet that was planned by a lord to convince his grandmother to sell their home. So, and this stars Isabella Gomez, Ronan Rafferty, and Rari O'Connor. So overall, what did you think about this one?
1: Overall, the one question I had throughout, aside from her cooking Ethiopian-Colombian fusion food at the beginning of the movie, Mm -hmm. my one question was the refusal to Google things, like showing Mm -hmm. up to Ireland, just vibes, not knowing who's there, what she's supposed to be doing. I think that part of these movies is just always so fun and funny and very (laughs) incongruous with like, at least in my personality, I would have had like a book of everyone's faces and (laughs) a Facebook, if you will, and like (laughs) a menu in mind. Especially if she's thinking of writing a book, a cookbook, like you think especially then
0: she would have all the notes and the research and everything.
1: And a note that I wrote maybe four or five times in different places in my notes was where are her chef clothes? Where are her chef clothes? That's where true. is her chef fit in all caps? I, just, <laughs> just like... I mean, I guess because she is like
0: a food truck chef, she probably doesn't have that kind of thing, but, Fair. but you're right. I, I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. She never, uh, if you're going to be preparing this big banquet and everything, you would think that she'd have something like that
1: in jeans
0: and a nice top hmm. Yeah. And have her hair up. I always hate that. Yeah. in these, these cooking movies where they, the people don't put their hair up. You're
1: like, get hair in. It. <laughs> yes. It's like, yes, you look very, very beautiful, but <laughs> I am having difficulty suspending my disbelief. I also, yeah. I should say, I loved her on one day at a time. And I think she is, she's having a really cool role on the Goldbergs as well. Oh, okay. So it was nice to see her. hmm.
0: Uh yeah I I liked this one the best even with some nitpicks I all I thought it was the most entertaining the most romantic uh I don't know I just enjoyed it the most probably maybe because it is the most like a Hallmark movie of the three uh but um but yeah I it really only has one steamy scene at the very beginning when she's uh remembering their tryst that they had together there's yes. a, a a steamy scene but, um, other than that it's it's a pretty close to a hallmark movie, I would say,
1: yes, I like I love that romantic novel trope of like I went on a date or I had a one night stand, and now he's my boss, yeah, and I thought it was very funny <laughs> to see here, yeah, and they did have I
0: guess the scene in the hot tub, but it was really just kissing, so. It wasn't too it was fun, but not too not too steamy. But uh but evidently uh she shakes people's hands like very vigorously.
1: She doesn't seem to have like social cues as far as like people that are uncomfortable with that. True. Yeah. I personally (laughs) do not like shaking hands. Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean so gross. (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
0: I guess every contact is gross now with after COVID, but uh but I, I i'm not a hugger i i i'm fine with shaking hands but i i've never even before COVID. i've never been like a huge hugger but i have to admit after a while with COVID, i did kind of miss it i miss hugging people yeah <laughs> but we also so there's rory the butler mm-hmm. and at first i was a little bit confused about his role because he seemed kind of young to be the head butler, like usually in these shows, like the butler's a little bit older. Um, so I was just a little bit confused. I'm like, what is he doing there? Is he like he's uh, is he a valet? Is he a I didn't know what he was, but I guess he's just the butler. And so they have. What do you think of their chemistry between Rory and, uh,
1: what's her name? Catalina. Yes. What do you think? I thought we were building toward James and Catalina because. Uh. I did not look at the movie poster where Rory <laughs> is front and center. I just hit play on my DVR. And <laughs> I guess that was that. And I was in for the ride. Yeah. And so when they started doing longing looks, like from the beginning, I was like, ooh, they don't like each other, but there's something brewing. And then there were longing <laughs> looks. And then I was like, oh, I think it's Rory. Because initially I thought Rory and Sorsha were going to be a thing. Oh, but then honestly for the had had her own bigger fish to nab yeah to take it back <laughs> to the bait <Bane> and <laughs> tackle of it all
0: yeah yeah and then we have this whole scene where uh she's had she makes high tea for the duchess she wears the fascinator and the dress she looked beautiful but i don't feel like she would slurp her tea that felt like i just i feel like everybody has a little bit more social awareness than that
1: Yes, they go through the trouble. Again, this is a small nitpick because I agree that this movie was so fun and funny and charming and heartwarming. And I liked the romance in this one the best. Uh They go through the trouble of her zooming in, painstakingly watching how other people are drinking tea. Where do they put their spoon? How do Mm -hmm. they lift the cup? What does the sip look like? And so for her big moment to then just. <laughs> chuck it up to her face with the plate and slurp it. I was like, I don't know then why did we just spend 2 minutes <laughs> zooming in on different people's hands at the table. Yeah, it made no sense. I didn't get uh, that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And and then she also says that she's seen James naked. Uh and I feel like you also wouldn't oh. say that. Like <laughs> Not on I mean your it created an way. awkward moment, but I I just don't uh I I just don't uh, think that uh, that you would say that, uh, and she she's keeping the cookbook like a secret. Of course, you know that's going to like come out to be the conflict mm-hmm. going forward. But I really did like all the scenes between Rory and Cat. I thought they I thought those actors had good chemistry. Again, I like the fact that she was relatable, approachable uh, actress. I think that was good, and uh, and then. Uh, we also have K- Killian and Finn. Finn is the um uh, the chef, one of the chefs, and uh, Killian is in the family, right? I forget how he's related. But anyway, there's the driver. Driver. Okay, driver. He's in the staff then. <laughs> yes. And uh, but they're uh, into each other and that was fun.
1: And they had really good chemistry. Yeah, That's where did. a lot of the steam was in the movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and so then she invites the cheese lady to come and the prince is like immediately taken with her, which I always enjoy in these movies when you just like, he's gone from the minute he sees her. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> and that was fun. <laughs> and then later on when the uh, when the Duchess is like, and you've made my, my son
1: fall in love with a cheesemonger. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> the other thing I will say about this movie is Rachel, I'm not sure if you have been to the UK. I, I I've been a few times. And every time they were like, is her food going to be up to snuff? I just remember thinking like, I don't know. I've had an English breakfast. And I don't want beef with my friends over in the UK. But I think she could handle it. <laughs> the eggs, the beans, the roasted tomato and mushrooms. Like, yeah whatever the blood sausage thing is, mm-hmm. I think she can swing it. And I think that, and then they described the tea sandwiches in the movie. Like they told her she had two hours to prepare, which was wild because why wouldn't she receive an itinerary ahead of time <laughs> to prepare tea? And so she has two hours and Finn has an opportunity to show off. And he's like, we're going to make watercress sandwiches. And it's like, okay, uh, cool. I don't know if your ability to make watercress sandwiches actually judges whether or not cat is a <laughs> yeah. good cook because isn't it just like well, see watercress that's like lettuce right yes watercress yeah. maybe cream cheese maybe a mayo yeah, yeah uh, me... between a couple pieces of bread <laughs> like yeah. I think in two seconds what we saw her do at the beginning of the movie is so much more flavor and interest yeah so what i will say about dining especially in london Is some of the best jamaican food i've ever had nigerian food indian food uh, like all over those places yeah so good to eat from other people's cultures i've
0: never (laughs) been in england but i have to say a lot of the other places i visited it is true that they have most of like the other like you'll find it like in japan you have italian food you have pizza you have a lot of different stuff but you don't have tacos they have fried chicken they have tacos or empanadas and things like that but but it was a fun scene that whole scene when they're eating the and empanadas and then the the duchess comes down and she puts it in the hot sauce (laughs) and everybody's like uh (laughs) what about you are you a hot sauce person
1: I love hot sauce. In the beginning of the movie, she mentions jalapeno awase, awase being an Ethiopian spice, jalapeno, Mm -hmm. of course, being jalapeno. And I didn't know such a thing existed as jalapeno awase. So I Googled and bought some. I truly love, love, love hot sauce. Though I will say, I don't know that of the food I've had in and from Colombia, that it has been like that hot, mm. but honestly, excuse me for the water crust sandwich. Like, <laughs> if, <laughs> if, if like that is as spicy as we're getting, yes, perhaps, perhaps that was a, a shade too far mm-hmm. in heat. Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, it, she to dip it pretty, like a pretty strong dip, and pretty the- generously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that probably that's true too. I am kind of known for not liking spicy food that much uh there are times when i i I enjoy it like i love this ramen place they have this fire bowl and uh it's got um it's got uh pork belly and noodles and oh it's so good uh and yeah normally i don't love like the super super you know spicy mouse on fire because i also get really bad heartburn Mm -hmm. and so if i have something too spicy it'll make me feel bad but uh, but, uh, but yeah, they, they did
1: look pretty good, those empanadas. <laughs> they did look good. I love an empanada. One yes. thing I was joking with a friend about is that like so many different black and brown cultures have perfected taking like delicious spiced foods, wrapping mm-hmm. them in some kind of dough and frying it, mm-hmm. be it like beef patties from Jamaica or yeah. samosas from India or sambusas mm-hmm. from East Africa or empanadas like just every Um, everyone came together to very successfully wrap (laughs) veggies and meat into fried dough and it's Mm -hmm. only a good outcome
0: yes and then they have they have a near kiss over the after the empanadas and but then the the dad walks in the prince walks in
1: and he has a funny moment where he talks about his crush in that scene i think where he's like I just don't know what to do. And I, and I was, it was funny to see him pine over someone. And it was funny to see the help, help him through his crush.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There was, it was that whole thing I thought worked
0: really well the, the cheesemonger crush. Sure, yeah. Sure. She, it was cute. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, we also have this whole scene where Rory sees her naked, <laughs> comes to the door. It was very funny. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, And then he he wants her help to break the car because uh, he doesn't want the Duchess to to go and sell the house, right? Basically. And he said she's a menace on the road. (laughs) Yes. And then you have the dance and uh, she has a yellow dress and she dances with Rory and then prince dances with cheese lady Mm -hmm. uh and that was fun i enjoyed that
1: and finn and killian came too and they were very good dancers they had the best chemistry of all the couples
0: yeah they did they did we didn't get to see that much of them but they did so then there's all of this whole blue because the royals think that she's writing a tell-all book they have this email that she wrote about them being snobs and uh, at the beginning of the trip and uh so you know Rory's outraged the the banquet's off it's a d- disaster
2: <laughs> so
0: and she should have just said writing a cookbook I'm not writing a tello
1: yeah but... I'm writing a cookbook and you're all really hard to get used to which is why I sent an email complaining about you to my manager.
0: <laughs> yeah and that was on like day one. Yeah uh yeah. So I did think it was classic Hallmark movie when her kind of big response to all this is okay, then I need to be the one to plan the, the town festival. I'm not gonna let you down. <laughs> in a foreign country, but yet somehow she ends up planning the town festival.
1: <laughs> the unroyal banquet. The unroyal banquet.
0: Yes, that's very hallmarky. Uh so that was fun. And, uh, and then she tells them that they should open the castle to the public and give tours and things like that.
1: Yes. Make the townsfolk think that they have access. Right.
0: Yes. And then, uh, and then she talks to Rory and he says, my home is wherever you are. (laughs) Oh, which is very cute. Very cute. So then they have big kiss. Uh, i also really liked the way that rory he kept like sort of gentle touching her hair it was very sweet i thought (laughs) like it wasn't quite a kiss but it was very like it was intimate i think
1: i thought they had such good chemistry Mm -hmm. and i did swoon over their love and i laughed when Nana said, I don't know when this monarchy turned into a democracy <laughs> yes. as a reaction to the unroyal banquet, which is a very funny line, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what would you
1: give this one? One to five. I gave the last one a four, I think. Mm-hmm. So let's bump this up a little bit to like a four point two five. I think I would give this one a four. I had a good time with it.
0: Yeah. Something like that. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies merch store.
2: Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable Hardy or Hallmarky in your life?
0: What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party?
2: Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store
0: full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart comics and more. Or see the link in the description.
2: That's tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies. So
0: then we have married by mistake. And this is uh, after losing her dream job, Riley gets drunk with Nate. And the next morning, they find themselves married. Accepting Nate's proposal, they travel to Tennessee to rescue his family business. But will they be able to keep up the deception? And this one was probably the one I was the most excited for. Uh, and it mm-hmm. stars Chloe Bennett and uh, Anthony Kinecki and Blair Penner. And this one I did not care for. I There were a few things that I liked. I mean, the fantasy sequences were fun. I kind of like the fact because most of these movies that where there's this kind of situation, you end up falling in love with the person that you're married to that's yeah. usually the typical thing so the fact that it didn't happen that way was kind of fun and the ending was fun but most of this movie i thought was super boring <laughs> like yeah. all the stuff about like the woman with childcare and running the the uh the big box store and creating a new business plan and it was just not interesting to me it was very boring
1: Yeah. I think somewhere in my notes, I wrote something like, I don't know how you innovate a big box store. Oh, what's revolutionary about the practices of a big box store? Cause they talked about revolutionizing something. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I'm not in business school. Like, I don't want to think about this stuff. (laughs) I just want to watch people fall in love and have fun. (laughs) And I think in this movie, there were to your point, big moments where I was like excited, let's say like Love a fake dating slash accidentally married trope. Love the fact that she ends up building a relationship with his brother instead. Love the ending of like basically getting to tell some of the people in this family off. But the middle parts to your point lagged. They did. I did find myself kind of like drifting off and I had to like bring myself back to attention to watch.
0: Yeah, and this one was definitely the most poorly made of the three. Particularly there were some bad ADRs where characters' mouths were moving and no words coming out. Particularly his dad had a scene where um, after she has the fantasy scene in the hallway there's like a whole scene where, again, his mouth is moving, no words coming out and it looked terrible. So this one was definitely the, the sloppiest as far as the movie and i also thought the script was pretty s- sloppy because uh this this meetup that they have this meet cute in the ice cream uh parlor there was nothing in that that felt like okay they've like made some kind of commitment to each other or they were really that interested in each other it was just kind of like oh i got chocolate oh like <laughs> and uh, they didn't have boba balls here and i just felt like there was nothing and I I like both these actors and I really like Anthony Kaneki. He's so charming, but I don't know. I just felt like they're making this seem like they'd practically like made out or something. I mean, she has this fantasy make out, but not like real. And I, I don't know. I just thought that it was like the actual interaction was not hardly even a meet cute. Like it was just nothing. And, uh, and they kept kind of going back to it and like, how could you not tell me that you were married? I'm like, what? You don't tell that to like a total stranger that you just met at the ice cream shop. Like, you're not like, oh, I just
1: got married. Like what? I don't know. I thought it was
0: the script needed work.
1: I've never been to an ice cream parlor though. (laughs) I will say. I am not a big fan of desserts. BJ, my co host, is much more the dessert person. Uh-huh. But I can pretty confidently say I've never walked into an ice cream parlor like a Jenny's or a Baskin Robbins, uh-huh. and someone else has walked in and gone, I am married to anyone <laughs> in this room who needs to know. I am married. I- I've never experienced that. Though, yeah, I might just not be having enough ice cream. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe I'm just doing it wrong.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, he says, he says, why didn't you tell me you were married? What? That doesn't make any sense. And also like her big personality trait seems to be fainting a lot.
1: Yes. That and not Googling <laughs> because <laughs> business school is small. At least mm-hmm. this is my understanding Of the fancy business schools that I have heard stories from about my have yeah, they went to like Stanford from my friends. Yes, like if you are at Stanford or any of these elite spots, there's not that many people in your class. We're talking like, I don't know, maybe in the three digits at that point. There is no way that you're close friends with someone potentially marrying this person. You're that Mm -hmm. tight, that you wouldn't at any point be like, "Hey, what'd you do before you showed up here?" Yeah.
0: Especially if he's like in your peer group. You know, obviously they know each other well enough to be going to Vegas and 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 hooking up and everything and yeah, they didn't really establish like any kind of connection with Nate and uh and what's her name? Emily. They Emily. They didn't really st- establish any real connection with Nate Emily uh that it was truly like they had just gotten completely sloshed and they didn't even oh, me know each, each other. Excuse me.
1: I thought you meant Emily, his
0: ex-girlfriend. Oh no. So they didn't like establish any real chem- chemistry or connection with Nate and Riley uh, that, uh, that it was just like they had gotten completely sloshed and were practically strangers, I guess. I don't know. They just had nothing, uh, from the- to get us invested in the two of them as a couple.
1: The other thing that confused me is, okay, you don't know what he does for a living or did for a living prior to business school. It never came up in business school, the big business his family runs. Right. Cool. I just can't think of someone, and maybe I'm thinking very highly of the business school grads or really anyone in the professional working world, (laughs) Um, I I the idea of showing up to a job. And not knowing what the company is. Don't you like send tax information ahead yeah. of time? Yeah. I mean, I went,
0: I got an MBA and, and it wasn't even at a fancy school. It was just a flex net. So it was part online part on campus. And I, I got to know my fellow students.
1: well. <laughs> even in that I, situation, I bet, you'd know, if one of them was the child of like yes. the Walton family. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: And I mean, I enjoyed all the fantasy sequences just because I think Anthony Konecki is like super hot, but, but they didn't really come from any place aside from the fact that he was hot because she hadn't really even gotten to know him at all. So (laughs) I guess you just have to accept on that, like truly superficial level, but I I think it could have been more steamy if
1: they'd had like actual conversations and then when she had the side of like talking about business proposals.
0: Yes. And, and then when he takes off his shirt, like at the, uh, in the, um, uh, what do you call those? The like little break room, break room, break room. Yeah. Break room. It doesn't make any, I mean, I enjoyed it cause he's super hot, but I, <laughs> it didn't make any sense because yeah. <laughs> would you, I mean, if you, yeah, you got, uh, and he clearly had like another shirt cause he changed into it, uh, in the, like in a couple scenes, uh, you know she fantasizes seeing him uh, in with just the jacket on and but then she sees him in non-fantasy and it's a uh, white you know he has a white shirt so clearly you had another shirt there's no way that you would like take a shirt in the middle of the break room <laughs>
1: but, but i don't I, know it was fun i guess <laughs> i always so- think in these movies that it's It's always funny when people who may not have worked office jobs, let's say, Mm -hmm. are like writing these office scenarios where like there is not a moment in which someone (laughs) could do that, at least in most workplaces, I could comfortably say, where it would just be accepted and cool and no one would have to have a meeting with HR after.
0: Yeah, this is like, uh, unless you're in like a Harlequin, (laughs)
1: like
0: steamy Harlequin, (laughs) Um. And, uh, and then, yeah, she cuts her, she makes out when they, she kisses Reese and she not makes out. She, she passes out. She passes out while <laughs> kissing uh, Reese. And uh, <laughs> that was like, that seemed to be her main like qualification. Her main quirky attribute was fainting a lot.
1: Yes. Though <laughs> maybe I would be faint too, because Nate's family is a nightmare. Reese is lovely. The grandma means well, but is very stressful. And then Uh the dad and Ted are absurd. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, they have the dad. be have this super young YouTuber girlfriend or (laughs) wife, whatever. Yeah. And yeah. And he was kind of creepy and weird. And uh, they're like closing down stores by like 10 stores, including the Boise store. Uh, and, uh, and they don't care. Also, do you, what do you think of that with Ted with that? Like, it was the, one of the worst wigs I think
1: I've ever seen in my life. I think it fit <laughs> for the character. I have to assume that was <laughs> so intentional for that wig to be so wild it was so for us bad. to be like, yes, Ted is a totally <laughs> nonsensical character.
0: Yeah. yeah, I guess so.
1: Yeah. Uh, and
0: We find out that this woman, Maria, is actually living in the store, uh, hiding out there uh, because she got kicked out and she doesn't have childcare. And so her daughter is moving around the store from place to place, trying to seem like a customer when she's not. Uh, So, you know, I don't know. It's just that was sweet, but it just. I don't know. It was just too much and too long and there was like this whole plan. And there was like the the one guy is hired by the dad to come up with a contrary plan, but then he doesn't. And there was just all this back and forth about the plans and why they
1: should have childcare. And it just wasn't interesting. Yes, there was just so many stakes attached to a business proposal. And I thought the plot line centering Maria kind of veered into undercover boss territory. Oh, yeah. And it pulled me out of it a bit in the sense of, like, one management program does not solve this larger issue of costs of childcare and the fact that it costs people money at this point to show up to work, especially if they have kids pending their wages. And do I want to be talking to you, Rachel, about stagnant wages in the US? No. <laughs> no, I want to be talking about romance. Do I want to talk about labor laws? Yeah. And, and, and I child mean, child care costs? No.
0: They threw together this child care in this store like so fast. I mean, I'm sure yeah. that there are like major legal uh, permits, state things, things like that. You can't just be like, today we're having child care. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> leave your kids in this pen. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't know it just was boring and uh, so that was the problem with this uh this movie and uh and then uh, i i felt like the ending was i i mean i did like the fact that she ended up with reese uh yes. and that was kind of surprising but they had spent so little time with her and nate that it would not have made any sense uh but um Uh, And
1: she says, I can't stay married to Nate because I love you.
0: And Nate
1: had really good chemistry with Emily. I thought even Mm -hmm. with so little there of like, even (laughs) just dialogue Mm -hmm. or time spent on that part of the plot beyond us knowing that Emily is his ex. Mm -hmm. I actually thought that they had really great chemistry Mm -hmm. and I swooned a little bit when he grabbed the mic at the big company event and was like, Emily, Emily, (laughs) <laughs> this lady means nothing to me it's, oh, Marty, it's you. It's always been you or something like yeah. that i i swooned i thought it was it Man. was kind of fun they had good yeah. chemistry yeah
0: yeah i i kind of thought that nate looked a little bit like rory in the second movie it's not same actor but i thought looked a lot like. <laughs>
1: oh yeah they do a little bit i think
0: it's the beards <laughs> maybe, yeah maybe uh so then she ends up with reese and,, uh, so, yeah, this one I would give like two. I didn't love it. I thought it was really, pretty boring.
1: I'll bump it up to a three because I thought the moments that were fun and silly were very fun mm-hmm. and silly. yeah, but when it I... wasn't enough to take it over just like middle for me mm-hmm. when I'm starting to get re- I never do this
0: because I don't think it's right as a critic, but when I'm starting to get real tempted to m- move up that like to one point five. <laughs> <laughs> then you know that it's not not a great film. Yeah, but uh, but but yeah, they had some interesting things about it. Uh, have you ever fainted in your life? I know once. I, once I have two once.
1: <laughs> when I tried in, I think I was in seventh or eighth grade, and I was tasked with dissecting a fetal pig.
2: And oh, that's wow. the last thing
1: I remember. And I, and <laughs> my mom says she remembers that day very clearly because it is the day I told her I could not become a doctor. So I was like, <laughs> if I can't do this, I don't know what you think I'm going to do when they put me in the real game.
0: <laughs> well, the one time I fainted was my sister was getting her wisdom teeth out. And I was supposed to be the person to pick her up from getting the wisdom teeth out. And I go in, see her all puffy. There was like the real medical smell, everything. And I was heading out to my car to come and get her. And I literally woke up and my face was plastered against the gravel. I had gravel all over my face. I fainted right in the parking lot. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And so then I came in and they were all like, what happened to you? (laughs) And my sister was like, "Wait a minute, I'm with." to." So we had to call my cousin. My cousin. <laughs> so it was really. Funny. I've never fainted again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it shows I have a soft spot for my sister.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is scary. I, I was like, you know,
0: I would never be able to come to see you if you have you have a baby again. <laughs> <Like, "I don't." laughs> That's not happening. So, that's the only time that I fainted. My brother has passed out much more. He if he, he he had one time when I was with him and he had cut his finger like she does in this movie, mm-hmm. and yeah, he just like on the floor. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, it doesn't
1: take much for some people. Yeah, yeah. So, well, very
0: good. We did it. We talked about these two movies. We love to hear your thoughts. Uh, so let us know in the comments or on Twitter and uh, me too where could people
1: find you in your show people can find the pilot podcast at the dot the pilot podcast on most podcasting platforms i believe bj usually does this part <laughs> so please bear with me <laughs> and then we're at the pilot pod on instagram tiktok and twitter
0: great and you can find me at rachel's reviews all over social media itunes youtube and on Rotten Tomatoes, so check that out also, make sure you're following the podcast at Homework's Pod and Homework's Podcast all over social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which is really fun. We've got an awesome patron watch along coming up in April. You're all going to want to be part of it. Uh, we're going to have Rhiannon Fish on uh, for Ooh. our April guest, and uh, we'll have more details coming out. We're going to be watching her movie, The Christmas Retreat, so you definitely want to sign up for the Patreon. It's a great, uh, it's a great resource to get in touch with uh, and to have fun with these stars and and find out more about how what goes into making these movies. So please take a look at that. We would really appreciate it. And we have the merch store, which has tons of fun design. So please take a look and uh, thanks so much everybody. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.